the show you have been waiting for. The, the place, place to get your news. With, with guests from veteran non-profits and veteran businesses. And now for your host, Derek. Will, Will, Damien. This is Veteran Logic. Hey guys, welcome back to Veteran Logic. I'm Dave. I'm Will. I'm Derek. I'm Damien. Derek, what do we got going on today, man? Uh, just a bunch of basic topics. Uh, let's see. Well, we I'm have that airport. That Thank you. You should do what you're doing. I'm going to talk to them for a second. <laughs> Go ahead. We want to thank everybody that, that did watch our, our our last... Oh, yeah, definitely. Our last podcast. Oh. We really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Get them to uh, subscribe. and We have... We have a good listening deal on SoundCloud. Or Sound, SoundCloud. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we got Sound. Well, see, now we got SoundCloud. We got uh, YouTube, and hopefully in a couple days we'll be posted up on iTunes as well, so you can yeah, find us there. Definitely look out for us there. We'll put the links up in the uh, on the dot org, uh, veteranlogic.org. and uh, sister, I haven't gotten there yet. A couple of things we want to talk about today. Uh, one thing Derek was showing us was uh, a motorcycle club uh, actually did something here. They they opened up a home for some veterans. Yeah, yeah. The website screwed up. I believe it's in Michigan, and uh, it was this old. Uh, I don't know what you call those houses, but um, like a mission, basically. A mission home. Yeah, it's like a mission. But uh, I think they have their 501c or whatever. But basically, they refurnished, uh, completely restored an old house. And now it can house up to six veterans. Uh, well, seven, the head of the house, and then six others. And it has a fully furnished kitchen, living room, or common space, bedrooms with, you know, beds in them. Uh, it's bedrooms with beds. Yeah. Well, it's one bedroom with, one like, bedroom with like four beds. or five beds, yeah. six yeah. beds, something like that. <laughs> but uh, it's a nice swat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like beds, not like bunks, you know. So right. you say it's bikers or it's navy? It's bikers. That <laughs> bikers. Yeah. Bikers Same difference, navies. right? Navy guys. Hey. We still don't have a navy guy on here, man. Oh my God, we need to do something. Yeah, no. I'm bringing Doug. No. It's not fair to make fun we'll of We'll figure somebody out. Sorry, Doug. Yeah. Sorry, Doug. Um, <laughs> I'll be your Doug. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a great thing. And, you know, most of the motorcycle clubs that I know of, most of them are veterans anyway. There's a lot you know? of veteran clubs. This isn't the only one. There's a ton of uh, biker clubs out there that, on, in a bunch of different states that I've been looking at, that are doing uh, veteran benefits. A lot of them have 501Cs. Uh, and they're all doing charity work in their cities for veterans. Does that homeless does that not seem like a good model that the government could maybe well, yeah, pick up course. on and use as a model? Of course. Well, and you have and see, and this is another thing I was going to tell you guys. He's actually got uh, you have some stats on what Oklahoma has done, right? What they have done for. And we'll get that for you guys and let you know. But he's he's actually got some stats in Oklahoma that uh, you basically tell him what it is. It's just, well, I'm not ready to present it, but on our next. On but our yeah, next they tell them what they've done for the veterans and what, tells them what they've done, how many they've helped, how many remain to be helped, and how many of a percentage of people in Oklahoma that are homeless that are veterans. 
Well, what I was surprised when I was skimming through it, and, and, and like I said, we'll, we'll get the stats out for you, but what, what really shocked me was the percentage on females. How many female soldiers that are homeless? It was something like 7% of that number. And when we bring that number to you, you're going to be like, do what? You know, I mean, even veterans being homeless, you're kind of like staggered by that number. But for 7% of that to actually be females, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's crazy. You know, um, that's fine. And so that's, uh, you know, things like this, that, that would help out a whole bunch. And I, I don't see why the government can't, especially like some of these foreclosed homes that they get, you know, the bank's own. Yeah. And stuff like that, give them a certain percentage rate on some of these companies or these nonprofit organizations that are trying to do that kind of stuff. Well, that's probably what that house was in Michigan. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was originally a, a, like a mission. A mission home. Years ago, back in, like I think they said, the 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like a halfway this group, house, This group basically reclaimed it and got it back up and running and did everything they needed to do to get it running again for homeless vets. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, really they can't take a chance of just uh, throwing those houses out there and giving them to anybody. They have to be cautious on who they They have to be vetted. They have to go through. You're right, right. And and that's that's understandable because, um, I mean, we've all seen it in the business that we've been in and stuff like that. You know, there's there's veterans out there that, that just need – a helping hand. Once mm-hmm. they get that helping hand, man, they move on to bigger and better things. They need a horse trailer in the field. A horse, yeah, horse trailer in the field. But you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> telling that truck. story. That's, That's what I had. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, or even just a couch. Just having a fresh start. I mean, Damien, you know, man. I mean, yeah. you know that there's. There's veterans like you out there, man. That, that's that's all they need is just that extra lift in life to get them forward and get them moving in the right direction. Well, but there's yeah. also the other ones. You know what I know that they're not. They've they've already given up, and well, and there's nobody that anybody says mm-hmm. is going to change their mind because they're comfortable in what they're doing. Well, a lot of times they just need someone to talk to. Well, they that's perfect. true. They need, they need someone to you know. That is true. Drive them to like veteran events or just a group of. <laughs> veterans to talk to just like well, once a week or something I'm a, good, I'm a good example of it's almost like an AA sponsor you know yeah. just someone to keep tabs on them talk yeah. to them every day see how they're doing well that's oh, what that uh, uh, yeah. mentoring program that I right right I, uh, I, I actually invent, you know came yeah. up with it uh, right and all it was was uh, once or twice a week you give them a call every other week we find some kind of uh Entertainment for them, go pick them up, take them, feed them, you know, take them to the air show, what have you. Yep. Just because that, that, it gives them, a, uh, lets them know that somebody cares. Yeah, really, I wish there would be a way that they could figure out to do that to all veterans getting out. You have a sponsor that you have to call, they keep up with you, see how you're doing, all that stuff, you know, for like at least the first year after you get out to make sure, you know, you, you didn't backslide, you're homeless. It's, as soon as you get out of the military, you got somewhere to go, you got a job. They really, I know there's a lot of programs out there for veterans before you get out to help you transition to get a yeah, job. But they but go it's, through that stuff in clearing and well, you're, not, you're sitting yeah. there for eight hours. It, it also yeah, depends on oh, the yeah. post you go to because some posts are way better at it than others. Well, I was at Fort Campbell and there's this, supposedly you know, at the time was pretty good. 
But there's tons of stuff I missed. Well, they're so busy just trying to shuffle these guys out. Right. That's what they're trying to do. And, you know, and, and I know I know there's places like American Legion and stuff like that that, yeah, come on in and, and we'll show you all your benefits and stuff like that. But some of these guys can't even, I mean, it's it's hard enough for them to be around lots of other people, even when it's their own. You know what I mean? Like their own brothers, and but there's too many of them. And, yeah. We can't deal with that stuff, man. That stuff needs to be taken care of somehow. And well, there's a lot of things that, uh, like Derek said, there's a lot of programs that the VA sponsors that right. helps veterans and also teaches you what you can do before you get out. Uh, the problem is there needs to be somebody that can uh, check on them. Right. Uh, you know, like having a detention is when they get out, after they get out. Like almost like a counselor, almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really have to be a counselor, but, I mean, you guys know as well as I do, being where we are and what we've dealt with, that there are a lot of veterans out there that are willing to help. They don't know where to go to find out how to help. Well, it's like like this. When you get in, it's a huge culture shock, right? You know? You have have your drill sergeant there every day (laughs) on your ass. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. And, and until right until you get indoctrinated into it, you get used to the lifestyle. Oh yeah. You're fine with it. Yeah. Well, what happens when you get out? You get another culture shock. But then they're just like, "Well, we're done." Right. Yeah. You know, there needs to be somebody there for at least a few weeks, helping you transition, making sure you're doing all the right things, that, and you're not freaking that out is hard. and backsliding. Because you have somebody telling you exactly what to do, when to do it. Uh, what time you need to be there to do it. And then when you get out, you, you know, a lot of these guys, well, what do we do? Where do we go? What I mean, what is, you know, they well, don't know. A lot, a lot of them, I feel like, just act like, oh, well, I guess my life really doesn't matter anymore because I have no sense of purpose. Right. You know, because before I was working with a team or a group of people and the stuff we did mattered. Right. Now what am I doing? Right. Nothing. Well, you know, every veteran could probably use a few, a few weeks of uh, level, you know, leveling on them out, showing them what needs to be done, and then they can be sent on. Mm-hmm. But that 10 or 15% that need more than that, then we would know who they were, what they needed, and then right. we could continue to help them uh, beyond that three week yeah. period or four week. You know, well, I, long, I know you there know. was kids too that they went, they went in the army straight out of high school with the basic training. Graduated AIT, moved to their, you know, got assigned to their post, moved into the barracks. They did their two or three years. They lived in the barracks the whole time. And then, and then got they out. get out, boom, all of a sudden they've got responsibilities. Right. One of the biggest mistakes I made was I lived in on post housing my whole career yeah. when I wasn't in the barracks. Well, sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to, depending on your rank, though. Depending well, on, depending on your rank and if you're married. Well, some yeah. If you're married, if you're if you're not married and you're somewhere like Fort Hood and you're under well, at least when I was in, if you're under E five, you have to live on post. Yeah, in the bears. right. See, mine was right, uh, which is not always that good because you don't learn your your BAH goes straight to wherever you know. You don't learn to pay bills. No, you don't learn to pay bills. All you learn is 
Did you have to keep your well, that's, room clean? Yeah. Well, <laughs> we had a lot of privates and stuff like that were getting show for not paying their yeah. bills on the car. And then they're running across the street yeah. buying a car with 32% interest and, yeah. you know, and just... Well, just, and you know, as an NCO, you see that kind of stuff and you're just like, hey, idiot, stop <laughs> doing that. Yeah, stop doing it. You know? <laughs> you know? What were you saying? Oh, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, kind of what he was saying, you know, these guys... They get out, and they have the best intentions, but they go buy a car, they pay 32% interest, and, and, and in their mind, they're thinking, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to succeed at this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that it's almost impossible right, right. to jump out there and have everything so you guidance, need the first so yeah, day. Guidance in the well, and I was talking to moving here, you know, I've never been to Oklahoma in my life. I would have never come to Oklahoma in my life. I know. Somebody was like, and I'm not going to say who it was, but they should know. And I know better. They talked, oh, there'll be a great place for you to transition, blah, blah, blah. I got here. I hated Oklahoma. The first two full years I was here because. But you know, I, I know. Things happen for a reason, right? Oh, well, yeah. Well, when I first got here, <laughs> I wasn't even in Oklahoma. I immediately went to uh, Nebraska because I had family up there. Yeah. Well, that's and, what I did. I and my brother had a business, and I worked for my brother for like six months. Great time. Yeah, some of those I guys don't have families. Some, right. some of those guys don't have any families to go to. And, right. and here's here's a crazy thing. So if you're getting out and you're dis, you're disabled, right, you have a three-month span that you're not getting any checks in, no money, no nothing. So I don't I don't know how much the public knows It took about a year this, and a half before but, I got my disability. Well, it took me... It took me three years before VA started paying up, right? Okay, so you have a three-month gap. Now, in that three-month gap, when you get discharged, you have to get a get a place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apply for uh, unemployment. Apply, Yeah, you have to apply for unemployment. You also have, what? Well, yeah, or if you're going to file for Social Security, do that then because it takes... Yeah, we'll file get, for yeah, unemployment immediately. But... Then you have to then you have to set a phone up. You have to get established so that when they call you or send you mail, you'll get it. Yeah. Now, if you are a if you are a veteran, if you're an active troop that's getting medically discharged, and you don't have any family members where you can just go crash at their place for three months until you start getting money in, mm-hmm. what the hell are you supposed to do? More realistically, six months because it well, all yeah, yeah. three months is like minimum really. Right. Best case scenario. Yeah, best case yeah. scenario. Well, worst case scenario, now think on the worst case scenario, what happens? And they wonder why there's homeless veterans. What do you have wondered? Well, and the worst part is a lot of them won't file for unemployment because they feel guilty for doing something like I that. I totally understand. I think we all, I, I mean, think I we were all there. I qualify for, for um, state benefits mm-hmm. for Most like disabled veterans. welfare and stuff like that, but... Can. I'm, I'm yes. not going to yeah. touch that. No, no, I'm not going to touch that either. If you don't, if you can't get a job, no matter what, as soon as you get out, especially if you don't have a degree while you, while you're in, which is yeah. something that's super important. That yeah. a lot of a lot of NCOs should be pushing on their soldiers is while you're in, work on your degree, work on your degree, correspondence courses. Yeah, at, at least yeah, vocational schools or something it's like that. Right. If you have not used your GI Bill, can you still use? You can still use your GI Bill. Of right. course. I'm using yeah, it. you're yeah. using it. You can transfer it to your kids. There is no reason in hell why you should not use that. You, if you've paid into it, utilize it. Yeah, you're wasting, basically, yeah, if you're in, 
take every benefit you possibly can because Don't they're going to take every payment crap though. The, oh, yeah. uh, oh, I don't think they allow that anymore. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, no. They, and had, see, they had a program where it was I just remember. like it's I, I used it. I used it. You have to keep your GPA above a certain yeah. amount. And when I got out, yeah. it was it was guaranteed. It was just, just guaranteed. Given to you. Yeah. I mean, you had 10 years to use it. Use it, right. And then it went away. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Well, at least as long as you started using it, then yeah. you had 10, 10 years from the last day you... Like if you went for two terms and then you had to get a job, you couldn't continue to go to school. When you went back, you still had ten years from the day you stepped the away you from school until you, you know, started back. Right. When you started back, it started over at ten years again. You know. But here's here's one thing I want to I want to bring up. It's it's on that same kind of topic, but what we were just talking about on the because I know. Everybody here has had problems. They, we've all had problems with veteran benefits and veteran everything that we've been trying to get uh, to take care of our needs that we're having. And so the crazy thing is, is what I'm, I'm basically, I'm still upset about because, I mean, I'm taken care of now, but it's that point in that transition it took to get to that. It's rough. So if you have two government agencies, you have VA and you also have Social Security, okay? Mm -hmm. These are two government programs, okay? Now, if when you get out, VA says, okay, well, this person is 100% disabled, non-workable, he's 100% disabled. Okay, there is no reason in hell for Social Security to sit here and send you to all their little doctors that they're paying on the side wasting money they should recognize another government document that says that this person is disabled. It should be streamlined because it's, it's clo- it clogs up the pipeline and it hurts people. It, yes. And that needs to be fixed. Yeah. That needs to be fixed because you're waiting. I waited five years. So I had to go five years. Then you have to go to federal court. So now you have to pay a lawyer. A veteran has to pay a lawyer... And go to federal court in front of a judge and plead his case for his Social Security. Are you kidding me? This is ridiculous. So I don't understand the whole process of this. This is ridiculous. I do because we understand how how one government agency will say one thing and another. Yeah. But you know what? This is a disability thing. And this is you know the VA wanting to take charge and saying that this is what this person is. Then... Social Security should follow through on it. And there should be no problems. Should be a one time deal. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Even right. if you don't go to a private place, go to the, and you go to Social Security, one or the other, you shouldn't have to go privately and then go to the Social Security it, it shouldn't have to. and start over off. again. It should be it should right be off. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. It should be okay, well this we, this, we've determined that this that uh, William Hawkins is one hundred percent Disabled by VA standard, unemployable. So we're handing you this paperwork to Social Security Administration. You know, mm-hmm. it should be, it's done. Social Security goes. Yeah. Should uh, we put the okay. information covered, okay. covered, okay. covered, yeah. covered, taken care of. Cross yeah. all the cross all the T's and dot all the I's and and put the seal on it. Right. Took me eleven months. After but I was deemed. What I'm saying is that is wasteful spending on top of it because what they're doing is is 
they're paying for these other doctors to test you out. It's ridiculous. And then they're sitting here and you're having to pay court fees and pay for a lawyer. To well, go why do you have to go to court for that anyway? It's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. Well, that depends on the situation, but there are a lot of instances where they... Nine times out of ten, that's exactly where you're going to end up. I'm telling you right now, if you are a 100% disabled veteran and you are classified by VA, they're going to give you the same runaround unless you have a mental problem. They don't, Social Security does not want to get smashed on the hands for, you know, disemboweling a, a, a veteran that has mental problems and then something happens to them because it's going to come back on them. So they go ahead and they take care of them. But now all these other veterans that VA represents as 100% disabled, they go through the slinger with and them. You got a shadow probably too, don't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's ridiculous. You know, something else talking about uh, streamlining things. I don't know if any of you guys are used to job service, civilian or otherwise. You know, before I got out, there was mention of a job service and how they, you know, do this for you and do that for you. I mean, I went and I was broke, you know, no money, uh, nowhere to go. You're living out of your nowhere car. Nowhere to do, living out of my truck, or at a car at the time. And, uh, I was going to a job service. I went there 11 times. Day uh, labor or a staffer? No, I mean, uh, a place but, that looks for you a permanent job. Right. And was I it went a veteran there. one or was no, it? No, it's civilian. Okay. I went uh, 10 or 11, but it was a one that had been uh, referenced to me through the VA or through uh, the military, you know, as I was getting out. Right. I went 11 times, and at the end of that 11 times, I was broke, starving to death. I didn't go back because at the, on my 11th visit, they were still running tests, uh, speaking to this person, meeting this counselor, right. you know. Do this yeah. test. You know, and they it's never, just, they, it was like they didn't want to accomplish anything because when they accomplished something, they quit getting paid. So they want to stretch it out as long as they can so they can continue to get paid. The problem is the veteran that's doing that is not getting anything taken care of. It's, I mean, not only did I not have a place to go or any food, but I had to pay for gas to go up there each and every time I went up there. Mm -hmm. If I would have had a little piddly job, which I didn't even have that, I would have had to miss work to go up there. But, you know, they didn't accomplish anything. Uh, not a very well thought out plan. No, maybe if they took, uh, okay, civilians have to do that. You know, they haven't served their country. They haven't. Now, is this a government program? Well, it was a, it was a government program that was. Uh, There's a problem referenced by the military. Seriously. It didn't have anything to do with the military except the military says, okay, this guy's going to come here. Oh, yeah, I went out there. They had that. postings yeah. for jobs that were, uh, they didn't have anything for infantrymen. Nothing. Zero. Unless you're, actually, they have nothing unless you're uh, working an administrative job. Uh, I mean, because how many military jobs uh, transfer over to the Private sector, well, very few. Well, that infantry, that and infantry side. And when infantry I got out, house, yeah, I could see. When I got out, the the only ones they had post, they had one for Pepsi, right? Which is why I ended up, I ended up going down to Pepsi here. Home did Depot. You, you work? Did you work at Pepsi for no, a while? They, no, you go in, you take, you take a standardized test on their computer within a certain time, right? Mm -hmm. And once that's turned in. 
you you wait for the res, you know the response. You, you do your interview, all that stuff. Well, for some reason their computer went down, so they told, "Well, you can't take it again for another ninety days." I was like, "It's not my fault it went down." You know, all I was doing was taking the test. So I was like, "And the thing is, they can look <laughs> you right in the eye." And so you have to wait 90 days. They don't look you in the eye and say, well, you have to wait 90 days, but we can help you with this or that. Yeah. Until that 90 days is over, they say, come back 90 days. Well, and the rest of What are you supposed to do in that meantime? That 90 days. I mean, you starve. You well, and the rest of the truck. ones on that job site were, were Halliburton, you know, basically was for recovery teams, you know, civilian Contract, contract recovery. I teams. saw a ton of those jobs. Yeah, yeah. and that was that was it. Weapons I was like, training. I don't want to go back over there. I sure yeah. don't want to be a civilian over there. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be interesting to see at the end of this year uh, how job pickups go mm-hmm. because um, you've already got announcement of well you've got GM coming back, Ford's coming back, all these different companies are actually coming I'll take. back. I've yeah, Altex coming. Yeah, Altex coming back. So and and you can see it in the stock market, it's already okay. starting to pop. You know. Yeah. Um, but even at that, though, how much of that is how really going to help a veteran? That's what I'm saying. How though. much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and that's that's why that's why I'm saying what I'm saying right now is you know there's got to be companies out there listening, and so that might make them think a little bit more about. The, the things that they put them through to do that. Hey, I may have a I may have a homeless veteran here that's trying to get a job, and and like in Damien's situation where yeah, come back in ninety days. Yeah, that's ridiculous, from where? man. That's that's stupid. From where, yeah, where do you want where? me to come where back from? Yeah, for ninety days. So I get myself thrown yeah. in jail for ninety days, yeah. and then you know get out. I'm already gonna be hurting for that first month to yeah. check. Right. <laughs> yeah. Very much. In ninety so. days, you literally you could starve to death. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. And unless you have. Like I said, unless you have relatives you can go stay with or friends that are willing to feed you, house you, but you pay know there for your are everyday and there, there are those veterans out there that are homeless and I, I've met a couple that have actually they do have family members and they're so embarrassed that they can't get a job. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that they want to do is 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 be a crutch on their family. Right. You know? Well, and I understand that mentality. I get it. I under. I get it. I get it. I get it to its core. I, I understand where they're coming from, and uh, but I, I think it starts I, being being in the company that we're in. You know, with with the help that we're doing with other stuff with Recall. Uh, you know, these these companies can kind of learn from other businesses like that. You know, they can say, "Hey, what are you doing differently?" What are, you, what are you doing differently? If you've got different workstations that are up on a floor somewhere in a manufacturing plant or anything like that, you could devote a whole floor to veterans. Yeah. That way these guys are working together, man. And I mean, and that's, I guarantee you, they will be the most productive group that you've got out on the floor. Well, or you least, know, or least productive, or least every, productive one of the two. Every company, but, every company has a baseline job. Yes, sir. Well, they would hire anybody, meaning us, a guy off the street. They have a baseline job that uh, is where the new employees start. So why wouldn't, why couldn't they hire veterans rather than civilians, and uh, have veterans not earned the right to that? I agree. I agree. Now look, and I, I will say this too because I, I do have a lot of friends that have been affected by this that haven't served in the military. 
and and they have been jobless too. And I, and I get the whole thing. I understand the whole thing completely. Uh, it's a fine. It's going to be a fine balance. And and this whole turnaround is fixing to come up. Is is going to be? It's going to be. Uh, you're kind of scared about it, but you're also kind of excited at the same point because you see a lot of the good things coming up that you've seen in the past when I was growing up. Yeah. You know, when you hit that peak. And America's doing great, and it's. You, I, I've seen that peak, and we're hitting that peak. We, I mean, we're on the we're on the mountain right now. I know that. Uh, we're at so the bottom. we're at the bottom of it. Well, yeah, we're on we're on yeah we're on the way up. We're on the trailhead. Yeah, but you know, when I whenever I was young, there weren't any companies that went overseas. There weren't any companies that went to Mexico or, or anywhere. I mean, everything. If it was the United States, what, what company, years are we talking about? Uh, Japan came here. Well, just I know I'm not. Was this 1864? Uh, yeah. What what years? What years? It was post Civil Japan? War. Post yeah no, no. post Civil War. It was uh, post Vietnam in the late 70s. So this 75, 76. Every company that was an American-based company was still an American-based company. Well, yeah. What was uh, what was that movie just about the cars? Gunhole. Yeah, with uh, uh, Batman. Yeah, uh, uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Well, that was Japan. Was it? Yeah, Japan yeah. came here and it took them whatever. Well, they learned, the how, they learned how we do it, then they mm-hmm. went home and kicked our ass. Mm-hmm. And was, well, they had that was right when their whole industrial revolution was taking off. Yeah. You know, and so. Makes sense. But I know what Will's talking about, about when we came back from that, everything was good. I mean, everything goes in cycles. It does. It does go in cycles. But I I think that this this turnaround, and yeah, I'm pro-Trump, so what? But I don't, I'm not like some of these people are just like, you know, that's that's God. No, I know it's not God. But I'm, like all of us here, we are pro-America. Yeah. So pro America, we want the best for America, right? And when you start seeing these little flags, and they're not red flags, they're just flags that pop up, and you're just yeah. like, "Oh wow, that's hope!" You know, it's like bringing hope back again. And and I mm-hmm. heard, <laughs> I heard a deal, or I saw it was, uh, it was the first lady, first lady right now, saying something about. Uh, I got to say it just one time, man. Saying that we lost hope. Hope's lost now. Yeah, I wonder why. And I'm just like, wait a minute. I mean, I I didn't hear that on the last election, you know. I mean, we were saying it in our chest and in our heart. We were saying, you know, all the hope is lost, you know. But we weren't going on national public TV and saying exactly what she's saying right now. This is all I got to say. Okay, they turn and say all this stuff, but who was the president that inst- that started the hey, let's surveillance everybody in America? Oh yeah, that was who was that? That was Obama. Obama was yes. the one that said, hey, you know what? We're gonna keep tabs on every American, yeah, on their phones, on their computers, on anything, and we're gonna be able to open up and just watch them at any given and, time. Well, let me okay, let and me use nine eleven. As a but it's okay because we're looking for terrorists. That's what I'm saying. They use it. That's what they say. They say we're going to do this the whole because of the terrorism problem, right? But the reality is, once we give up that right, it's gone. It's It's gone. gone. We can't give it up and then take it back 
and we give up one, and they say, okay. Then they change, and they say, okay, okay now the with problem With a whip is, of a pen. We got that one. Now the problem is X. Yeah. Let's take this. Let's take this away from you. And you say, well, if, you, if that's happening, go ahead. Well, then they take California. that one. Then they take that one. And pretty California soon, California with all the uh, Second Amendment stuff, they they got used to it. Something happens, the people accepted it. Okay, we lost that. Now they don't even bother to pay attention because they just don't. Well, Chicago's it. paying attention right now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Chicago. That's what I wanted to talk about. That's that's, that's a huge what one. What time about. is it right now? We got let's, we got let's, let's, we got plenty let's of all, time. Let's all thank the yeah, Chicago PD for grabbing their their nuts and charging them with hate crimes. Yes, that is exactly what that Speak, was. I don't care. Who I want to pause for a second. Speaking of hate crimes, oh, you see this pillow? <laughs> why do you have tassels? I don't know why. What kind of marine? We we don't do the. What kind of marine has tassels? Probably a marine. <laughs> There's probably a marine emblem on the back of that, huh? Oh, there's no. Hey, okay, hey, right. hey, hey, that's my nap pillow, dude. Leave my I feel like a pillow. terrorist needs to come and bomb this thing out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> Except that then they would take, but then they would take our right away to have tassels on a pillow. <laughs> that's fine. I don't want the right to have tassels. All right, all right. It's really bad. <laughs> really, I don't have any, I don't have any pillows Ham's that have tassels on <laughs> No, but yeah, and, and I, I know. The, the so whole, the Chicago thing. Well, Chicago, I mean, Chicago's got a lot of stuff going on, man. Not just the kid. I mean, the kid, that was... Right. Okay, if that was another race that was up on there besides a white kid, you know who would be on the scene 24-7. Oh, yeah, Mr. Sharp. Mr. Sharp. Mr. Jackson. Mr. Jackson. Yeah. All these guys coming up and and well, let's let's back backstory it and be careful. Uh, talk about what exactly happened. That way everybody gonna, knows. It's how. what we happened. Right. It, that's that's the point. No, well, what, what no no no. Talk about what happened though is what I'm saying. Oh, well they well they the the kid was going to spend the night at his friend's house, mm-hmm. who was one of the perpetrators. Yeah, in it, and he ended up. Going, going for, or they were going to hang out with a friend. So he, they were in the van, and he drove them to this friend's house, and then they just went off and did this for like two days. Yeah, they were off. They kept him in the van for a little yeah. bit, and then they, then they brought him. Doing what? They brought him the hazing basically, but yeah. they then they got a little bit. The hazing yeah, got a little bit worse than that. Were horrible. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, I'm not going to talk they about it. Cut, they were cutting his forehead. Forehead, and then dumping yeah. ashtrays, you know, like ash, like ashes in his head, and all this other stuff, and then, uh, you know, saying saying f Trump and all this, and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like. And making him say it. Yes, and making him say it. Mm-hmm. And this kid is—I I don't know if he was autistic or what. I know—I know he, he has special needs. He's special needs, man. And this is horrific. I mean, this this whole thing is just. And but you know what's crazy about this whole thing? This just shows where Chicago has gone. It's not just Chicago. This is but this kind of stuff is happening, it's happening all everywhere. Over. Yeah. But let me let me be clear. It's it's Chicago. Everybody's talking about Chicago now. We've been talking about Chicago for a very long time. Yeah, they've had the highest murder rate in the nation for as <laughs> many, well, it's many just people have died. Crazy Chicago how died, quick have, have to violence people yes. have gotten yes. over political Correct. stances. Exactly. Just over political stances, people are willing to do this kind of stuff, which tells me that how far out the box they've gotten. Well, it's okay when you 
when you have to get violent, what does that mean? Towards another person. That means somebody's... Violent towards you. Yeah. It means attacking me. Well, well, no. Let's say okay. <laughs> it means that there is no longer you're no longer able to have a civilized discussion with somebody. No, you right? cannot. Now the problem with these people is they can't have a civilized discussion, probably because they're fucking idiots. Well, that's true. Well, let, me, let me ignorant. let me tell you this. There's a difference between being an ig- being ignorant and being an idiot. There's some purpose. Well, right, right, right. Let me let me say this about that, and everybody out there, decide for themselves. But the people that are speaking violence that Trump is causing, are the people that are against. Well, the people that are against Trump. Right, right, right. They're saying Trump's going to cause this and Trump's going to cause that. Well, it's both sides doing it. Both sides sides are doing it. It has to happen on both. Yeah, but. Okay, let's look at the percentages, though. Well, let's look at the campus, though. Just here in our own state, at OU campus, you know, there were people, uh, racist acts happening against non-Trump voters who were black. You know? Right. Well, yeah, that does happen. And, and, and let's it's, be very it's, clear. It's it not does. just any one side. It's everybody. It's, it's these idiotic kids who don't understand. It's like... You know what? I don't want to have a civil conversation with you. I want you to do what what I want you to do instead of being like, okay, you're entitled to your own opinion. It's instead of that, it's no, you know what? I want a free and equal country as long as you agree Agree with with what what I I believe. Exactly. And that's the kind of stuff that needs to stop. Well, I agree. No, I agree. How many of you? I agree with you. How many of you have family members that you've known your whole life and they won't talk to you anymore? Since President Trent or President-elect Trump was elected, oh, right. See, that kind of stuff is so ridiculous. How many many relatives do I have that I don't want to talk? My parents, my family doesn't do that. Oklahoma City family isn't a bunch of idiots. Oklahoma City had a father and (laughs) son arguing political. They were they were arguing politically, and one shot the other. Yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff. Why does it get escalated to the point you know because why? of violence? You know why? I will, I will, just I will, your I will, political because, views. Because that is what the outgoing regime has perpetrated. It is. It's all, man. It's, well, sure, because everybody's like, oh, it's going to be the end of the world oh, well, if this person too. gets elected. And it's like, but, no, it's not. We've had horrible presidents before. I, what I all think, history. Well, all what I think history. is going on. Look at Nixon. What I think is going on like Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> I, have, I have a perfect example. I, I'm just talking about history. Right. Look at J. Edgar Hoover. He didn't believe that organized crime was real uh, until it was proven in Chicago, and then he completely <laughs> flip-flopped on it like a freaking idiot. Exactly. I mean, not there, everybody's there are, perfect. There are extremists on both sides. Exactly. I, I have a perfect always example. Yes, exactly. And, I'm, and I'll tell you, mm-hmm. yes, I may have gotten a little bit excited when President Trump was elected, and I may have talked some shit about liberal crybabies and shit, you know, all the snowflakes. So I posted, I posted the little, the little kid in the in the plaid shirt that's just going, you know, all yeah, this guy right here, the little kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the squinty the child, squint, the little squinty Mexican. He was closing his and, eyes and, and grinning. Uh, it says, "I drove by a college today and yelled boo." Fifteen people went to the hospital. Seven hundred and thirty-four need counseling, and classes are canceled for a week. <laughs> You're talking about the safe spaces. 
Say oh that. my god. No, no, see, no, that's listen here though. I look, don't let me get off topic. Okay, okay. So so this one guy comments on my uh on it. He says, making fun of college kids in America is like making fun of fat people at the gym. Next time pull over and take a class. I happen to be a full time student and I've gone to college before. I just I'm 40 years old, so my response was... I think we've all went to college. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that made, it made no sense to me. So I said, you know, at what his name was, you should troll more than just a post. I said, I've been a college student, and I'm currently a student. Oh, yeah, sure you sound like You sure sound like oh, it. People this. like you are what's wrong with yeah. the system. Putting down the only demographic in our country scheduled... To make a difference. You're a joke and you know it. Schedule who's scheduled to make a difference. Right. And that's okay. see, that's I think I they're, think they're, they're going by an unreality that all the kids in college look, are yeah. going to graduate. Yeah, well, I, I, want, I, I want to comment on what Derek's saying and I want to explain something real quick. Where where a lot of this is coming from is a lot of anger. I've i we've all been shaking up like a a bottle of soda for so long. But you well, know what I mean? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I, I've been, it's just like for years, for a couple of years, it's, well, it's been like this. I'm and so this and tired this. of people being like, I don't care what you believe in, be quiet because I don't like it. Right. Well, yeah, but me and you don't talk like that. No, because I don't talk like that to anybody. anybody. Right. We you both. Right. If you come up and get in my face and want to get physical with me, I will choke you out. <laughs> I will choke you out in an instant. We both, we all, I mean, we're all the same. Your dad was a minister. Right, right. My dad was a, it was a minister. I am not religious. I consider myself to be uh, not atheist, but uh, agnostic, agnostic. Right? Because I don't really know what to believe. Yeah. And you can hate me for that, and that's okay. Well, you, this is well, so I'm I'm pretty much the same. But it's not that I don't know what to believe. I just feel like the most likely outcome is scientific. See, that's what balances well, that's, it all out. Going the wrong way. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. But my dad, you know, my dad is still a very, he's not a minister anymore, but he still had, you know, has his faith and follows all that. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He respects that I don't. Yeah. And see, that's the thing with my parents is once we got to a certain age, we were allowed to make our own decision about what we believed in, you know, because all they cared about is if we were brought up with proper morals of learning how to behave in society as a human being who cares about other human yeah, beings. Exactly right. Because that's the that's the end point. It's not what your policies on politics are or what you believe in. It's are you good to people or are you just a crappy human yeah. being? Right. You, know, you don't gotta have good morals. You know, if if you're not Christian, doesn't mean that you have bad morals. You know, if you're a Republican, it doesn't mean that you think you know poor you're people should live in the fucking yeah. gutter. We should get rid of them. Well, and I, it's just, and I don't have I don't have a problem with Muslims. Mm -hmm. I have a problem with radical Islamic terrorists, extremists. Yes, but Islamic I have extremists. state. I have, I have a problem with state. It I does have not go with our constitution. But that's with any religion. I have a problem with uh, extremists in the Christianity, like the Westboro yeah. Baptist people. All I got yeah. problems with extreme. Uh, I mean, I never really see it, but Judaism. 
Uh, there's I, extremists I feel, in Judaism? I feel like anymore they're pretty Will much you find like, an yes. article about that? Because that would be an interesting read. I feel like that, that seriously. I feel like that time for them was over because they're pretty much the oldest religion. You know, that, that would be... Well, oh, this, man, but the thing is, this is, goes back to... You have a right to believe anything you want. As long and as say anything yeah. you want, as long as you don't hurt anybody. Well, exactly and you don't, right. And you don't impose your thoughts and beliefs on me, especially when you have the ability to talk to all the people in the world like Michelle Obama had. That's why I brought that up. Mm-hmm. Because the simple fact is, you don't tell the public what I'm thinking because you don't know what I'm thinking. Did you say I've Michael, got Michael, I've got Michael Obama. Uh, yeah. Whoa. I have. Yeah. I have. I have all Sorry. the hope in the I'm world that America will spring back. No. Yeah. Okay. And, and I love. I love. Have you, have you guys ever listened to the bit that Bill Burr did about Michelle Obama? Just talking about you know it's like. If you get a surgeon, you don't want the surgeon's wife to come in and be like, well, you know, I think, (laughs) you know, or if you get, you get a plumber that comes in and the plumber's wife comes in, I think we need to check these pipes over here. It's like, you don't want that person. You want, you want the plumber. (laughs) You know, that, that, that cracked me up. So that's awesome. And then uh, President Obama, because people don't call him president like they're supposed to. You're supposed to address commander in chief as President, yeah, and you know he did, um, which my dad got on to me for over over Christmas. And see, that's crazy. You see, that's that's what I'm trying to say. See, he got on to you about it, and he didn't say that's not my president. Well, you know what? It it is is your president. It is our president for better or for worse. Yeah, and and now it's time to bring in a new president. And I'm excited about that. He doesn't like the guy, but you have to respect the office, and I understand where that's coming from. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. It's just and, and bad. That's basic. That that is the basis. It's of bad that we get people into that office that don't even respect the office that they're serving yeah. in. Is the problem? Well, at so, least, in my opinion, at least he's doing what he thinks is right in his own mind. In, in his own mind. Him. But which would is he though? I feel like not he is. to us. I don't. It's his own right. I think to he's think being. I, 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 yeah. I think a yeah. lot of it's coming from other places. Well, doesn't it always though? Once you get into that position, look at every president. That's true. Yeah, but look the at way every his pre- cabinet operates. Uh, but you don't know. This is all speculation on your part now. Right? right yeah, it There's is. no fact here. Was, of course. There's no fact here. I say right? some fact. I think he but, does say. I well, think. Well, first of all, I I didn't vote for him. I am fairly okay. specific. <laughs> I know. I know. But but I I still. I still think that he's doing the best he can in a position that is the hardest position to do in the world. I'm sorry, women, but being a mom is not the hardest job in the world. Try being the president. What's he doing there? He's going to leave tonight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not talk about qualifications because Trump has never ran for any office. That's so, true. Well, you know well, what? When, you when, can't say that Obama's not qualified when we have an actor. We've had an actor as a president, all right? Now we have a reality TV a lot, star well, see, as a president. Here's the thing. Here's he the thing. A, a lot of people don't know this, okay? A president... A businessman. Hey. And a reality TV A president <laughs> has advisors. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So this whole theory that he chooses, though. I know. I know. Exactly. I know where you're. I know what you're he talking about. Them. I'm talking. It's about, a team of people. Right. I am talking about. It's not just one man. I'm talking chose. about. Right. I'm talking about the whole thing. Presidents have advisors. 
So before people start talking about this person not being experienced and this person not being experienced, understand that these guys have advisors that are surrounding them, giving them advice on the decisions to make. Right. Okay? Because they can't be a subject matter expert in everything. So I'm not going to be talking about one or the other right now because we, you know, I have my opinion. I know know all of us do. Sure. And I respect each and every one of it. But that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking about opinions. I'm just talking about... The Muslim Brotherhood. Oh, the Muslim Brotherhood. Don't start with that crap. I'm so tired of hearing it. Like, like when it first came out, I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And you know now what? it just keeps you know getting what? more... Anybody who is yeah. going to change their religion because they're running for president, because Almost. it's a fact, he yeah. was a Muslim... I- his his his, no. his Muslim whoever whatever they call them like their minister Bloody. said something stupid in an interview, so he totally you know he decided I'm going to be Christian now. Well, let's Bloody. talk about this. Why is it that religion even has a place in politics? Because there is no place for religion. There politics. shouldn't be. Let whatever me. happened to tr- separation from church and state? Oh, there, we got the there is weekend. no separation in church okay. and state. Let me say something real quick, and because yeah. we got to start ending this and wrangling it in, because we talk about this a lot. Oh, every well, single one. We got a decent amount of time. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing: is is that I I do not I do not like to argue about politics anymore because I, I'm done with it. I, I have had it. All I want to do is have the change happen. There's a lot of change that needs to be done. And we know the mistakes that are going on right now. Um, and instead of what we've been seeing out in public with all the riots, everything that's going on, it's ridiculous. It needs to stop. All that stuff needs to stop. America needs to start being America. Well, and that's it. Well, America, one thing. You do your research. You make your own decision on what you believe. You don't have to believe what we believe. We are just offering uh, exactly. instances. But get off your lazy asses and, do the and decide yourself. Exactly right. You know what? And the biggest thing is, is okay, when I got... You like lazy. I, I will be quite honest with you. When I got out in 2002, okay, I was raised Republican, okay? I was That's how I was raised. Um and I hear a lot of this. I was well, I was raised Democrat. So my, my parents are Democrat. I'm voting Democrat. My parents were independent until we moved to Oklahoma where you had to choose one or the other. Right. right. That's ridiculous. Okay. But, but what my point is, is that, and I'm not going to bring up the names from all the other places that I used to listen to and stuff like this. They got me to the point where I'm at right now. And I think that that's, I'm a constitutionalist. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the whole ideology that got me to this point is because those people... And some of those people are my heroes because I did listen to them because they made me question what's going on. They were asking the questions that nobody else would answer or ask. And and what the news or what the press is supposed to be doing is asking those tough questions. And nowadays what we have going on right now, it's all scripted. It's like reality TV just blown out. And a lot of people think, oh, reality TV. It just happens this way. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is scripted. And, and what you find 100%. is... Reality TV is just another style 
but that's what that's what I'm trying to say is is yeah. that the press talking to the advisors and stuff like this that come out to address the press from the president, okay? It's all scripted, all this stuff. You submit us the questions, and if we say that it's okay, then you can ask that question. That has been presented more than multiple times. It has been confirmed that that's what's been going on. But part of the problem is uh, not necessarily the question and whether it's right or wrong, but how many people, <laughs> how many people are concerned about politically correctness? Uh, they will they will take that over the right answer almost every time. Yeah. See, that's, that's I mean you have to you have you don't have to be conscientious of it, but a lot of people are conscious. We're such a censored nation right now. How ironic it's insane. Exactly. And we censor ourselves is the worst part. It's like, oh, this is gonna be touchy. We better not talk about it because someone might get offended. Well, I out. hope people get offended because that's the only way you make change. There's people are gonna be offended about anything. If you are. you're wearing red right now, someone's offended by that color. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's yeah. offended by you having a beard. Someone's offended by your hairstyle. Somebody's offended by their shirt. You know yeah, what? Exactly. You know what I'd say to all of them because I don't really censor myself. Go home. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's. The Just because you mom told you you were a special snowflake, well, guess what? <laughs> Snowflakes aren't special. Nope, right. they all end up in the same fucking pile on the side of the street. And most of them are dirty. Well, and I, I honestly, that's what, that, that was my main point, is that I, I think that the questions, the tough questions, and that's where most of us, where I've talked with Derek, that's how me and Derek started talking to each other, is because me and him, you and you, we all... We have those same questions in our mind, and we also pull from the facts that we get. Well, I feel like a lot of veterans have that because we've seen politics mm-hmm. in a certain way that yes. most people don't see. Well, it right. affects us you know? directly. Yes. Well, on a daily basis. On a daily yes. basis. On a daily so basis. That's, that's and then you point. get... And then some of you, you start getting up higher in rank and you start seeing more and more bureaucratic oh, yeah. bullshit happening, you oh, know? Yeah. Especially when you become an NCO and you're in charge of people and you start dealing with, like, schools, specialty right, schools yeah. and stuff, and you start seeing generals come out and speak. And if you're staying behind before they go up and speak, like, some generals completely disgusted me before they went up on stage and talked. <laughs> like, some of those guys are so fucking sexist some of the yeah. two-star generals oh. I had to be around that I just wanted to slap them in the face. No, no, all two-star generals are that way. Well, no, yeah. I said some. Some. some <laughs> I, know, I know you some. did, but you don't get to be you don't get to be a general. You gotta play the game. Yeah. You gotta play the the political game of the military. That was my biggest problem in the military. Is I it's a political? The no. I don't, the politi- I don't suck dick and the, I don't the, kiss the, ass. The, well, the, when was the last time you go, man, which is a good policy. My, my colonel is amazing and then it's like he retires and it's like, why didn't he ever become a general? Oh, he was old as hell. How long was he a colonel for? The ever? biggest policies oh. that are <laughs> going on right now are politics and well, the military. And I even had an, ins- I had, I had an E7 tell me Sometimes you gotta kiss a little ass to get up in the rust. Like, no, I can't. I will not do that. I won't. Don't. No, I never did. Well, when I was in, uh, well, that's if you. And want. I don't care what anybody says. No, there's still a lot of prejudice. My wife's or my <laughs> girlfriend's or whatever at the time. At the time. <laughs> 
<laughs> when I was there, there was a lot of prejudice. And yeah, yeah. people were so afraid that I actually, in the dorm, I lived next door to the uh, the, dorm. the, the E-9 of the Air Force. Mm-hmm. No, it still was an Air Force. Well, that was E-9 of the Air Force, man. and he was black. 1920s? Because... <laughs> I told you it was Civil War, and I'm sick of repeating this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's interesting is, is that you hear you hear exactly what Dave's saying right now, right? 100%. Okay. Now, now, that is not going on right now. No, no. So so a, when I was, I was in? I want to be very clear about it this. Was, I understand yeah. that there is, there is racism going on in America. I get that. But it is on a small, minute scale than what it was when he was in. It was well, oh, yeah. It has not gotten worse. Oh, it is a fact. Well, no, no. It has, but it's, it's, I think it's kind of pulled shit. I dare you to be racist. I've seen it happen once when I was uh, when I was in the military. I dare you to be racist to a black drill sergeant. See what happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, I went, I went home. I don't even want to see what would happen to somebody else. Oh, dude, that just That's kind of gives me the chills. But so so like, like how you said there was a lot of that. Well, when I was in, there was a lot of homophobia, I noticed, from a lot of guys. Like, of course, everybody had their... Yeah, you know, that was Army. I didn't see none of that. Dick and oh, fart jokes. So. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, we know you didn't see You guys were too busy we staring at the Navy. We didn't have that don't ask, don't tell policy in the Marine Corps. Of no, course, because no. half of you were getting... Didn't matter. None of these guys, none of guys, even... They didn't come in. But anyway, but anyway, so when I was in, right? When I was in, it was that. Well, I'll give you an example of how it was when I was in, and this is from 2001 to, well, off and on until 2011. I went home to Michigan on leave one time, and I was hanging out with a guy that I hung out with all the time, and he was older, and. We're going somewhere. He said he said the N word just in conversation, and I was like, "Uh oh!" I was completely taken aback, you know, because if you even whisper, uh, yeah, no, you, do, you that's, don't even that's, whisper that word. You could probably not say, even, especially say the queer word, and there wouldn't be any questions well, raised at all. Yeah, well, no, well, towards the end of when I was now, in, that, that was getting. Any of it, yeah. Any it was of getting it. down to the point you when I was get, in. Oh, you get in trouble. I mean, by in trouble, I don't mean you just get a slap on the wrist. I mean, you could be written up for but that. But then kind again, of stuff there was another time. I was on a rear yeah. detachment for a deployment. I bet you guys were on a lot of rear detachments. But anyway, uh, no, that's the Marines. That's the Marines. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> um, just say that because I'm. But I was, I was what we called the, you know. <laughs> no, we're saying it because it's true. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting. They made all of the E force that were behind. There was like four or five of us that were waiting on uh, reclassification or med hold or something. Oh yeah, yeah. And they made us all corporals because we had a staff sergeant was running the battalion and. and he, you know, an E5 was like the first sergeant. They needed some junior right. NCOs. Right, they needed people, they needed junior NCOs to take care of the business. <laughs> so we had all the the drug, you know, the people who were getting thrown out on drugs, whatever. And I had I had details that I had to I had to give out that day, so I had like five guys in front of me. I was like, you're going to go do this, you're going to go do this, you're going to go do this, and you're going to go do this. And this guy... Goes, why I gotta do that? Cause I'm black, huh? And he was from where I was in Michigan. He was from Detroit. And I said, You follow me. So I turned, we turned around. I was like, The rest of you go do what I told you to do. Be back at blah, blah, blah. I said, You come with me. And I walked straight to the EO office. 
and walked in. He goes, what are we doing here? I said, oh, I'm filing a complaint on you. He's like, why? I said, because you, you're going to accuse me of picking you for a certain detail because of your color. I said, that ain't going to fly with me because if you did that, you know, if it was the other way around, guess what? I'd be hemmed up right now. Yeah. And as soon as it, he was like, nope, nope, we're good, we're good. Yeah. You know, and it, but it's real, it's real, it's a, there's a real fine, yeah. real fine line. I think it should be a fine line on both the, both sides, man. And just, if you're going to do it, this, the hypocrisy is crazy. Dude. Well, and after I got divorced, I yeah. couldn't, I could not, I didn't have, I was terrified to talk to any female soldiers as far as no, like, I bet. wanting to go out, you know, or anything well, like even, that. Dude, you don't have to Because there me. were headhunters. In my line of work? Yeah. It was like, you have a battle buddy, 24-7. You right. even so much get too close to a female oh, yeah. private mm, or soldier training. That was when you guys were in. And you could get locked up oh, for oh, doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you had guys, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Guys from uh, Veteran Logic, we'd like to say a big thanks. And uh, also make sure you check us out on uh, vetlogic.org. You guys want right? to talk about anything? Yeah, yeah, vetlogic.org. vetlogic.org. Do we want to talk about anything that's uh, going to be going on? Uh, no, we've got uh, we've got Bianchi Cup coming up. We are going to have a Bianchi Cup show uh, in May. Third week right? of May. Third week of May. Uh, we'll be out at the competition shoot out there at Bianchi. So if any of you guys out there are close by, come on by and check it out. Um, we'll have the whole cast here uh, at Bianchi Cup. We'll so get, we'll get all the info together mm -hmm. by then. I mean, definitely, it's in May. So right. Yep. Definitely. But we'll try to get you know uh, this this show was kind of fluid, so we'll we'll try to get a little bit more structured with topics. Well, right. Over, over time, we'll become more structured. Well, we got our new camera yeah, in. Yeah, so new cameras. We got our new camera in. We wanted to test it out, and nope. we just wanted to roll with it. And <laughs> Derek, thanks again for getting yeah. all the topics together and uh, everything for us. We appreciate you. We also. Oh, that's fine. We also got the Facebook page up now. That's right. We got the our Twitter account up now, which <laughs> is uh, Veteran underscore Logic. Hit the table. What are you talking about? He's looking at me like he's so. <laughs> so, so what is it? It's SoundCloud. It's uh, we got SoundCloud? yeah. So we got SoundCloud. If you look for Veteran Logic on SoundCloud, you can get just the audio. You can get everything from YouTube, or you hopefully in the next couple of days we'll have our iTunes page iTunes. up also. That'd be awesome. And you can just grab us off iTunes. That'd be really cool. Yeah. And don't forget. You don't have to base your opinion on what we believe. Oh, yeah. Do research yeah. and come up with your own opinion. Yep. Yeah. We'll yeah. give it to you the best that we can. And yeah. like I said, this is most of us mainly, I mean, all of us agree about the same things most of the time. And there's some things that we will disagree about, but we have respect for each other. And it's, it's coming basically from a veteran logic. I mean, that's that's yeah. what the whole show's about. Yeah. And we are not going to cut it out. Yeah. No. So, you yeah. will not. So question everything. Question that's everything. That's what I do. Exactly. That's everything. all. Yes, that's it. Question it all. Question everything. Guys, thanks a lot again. We appreciate you guys. And as always, thank you. And we will see you next time. Yep. Later on. Later.